Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 5, Episode 2 of Charmed. A Witch's Tale, Part 2. This this totally needed to be a two-part episode. We, we needed two episodes to tell the story of Phoebe becoming a mermaid. Yeah, you know, she, she longs for the freedom of the sea, don't you know? She longs for the sea. The sea, it calls to her. Okay, is it just me, or does this episode take this premise way 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 too seriously i mean what other choice did they have okay we we should remind you as uh, was previously uncharmed phoebe became a mermaid leo gave piper i was gonna say pre-tsd but i guess ptsd yeah he, he gave her a like 40 minute long speech about how she's gonna die just like her mom because you know her mom died and if you didn't know, last episode, Leo spent like three hours telling Piper about it. Yeah. So Piper is incredibly freaked out. She's now very, very, very scared of death. She noped out of a couple missions. We saw, There are a lot of people jumping orbs. Well, yeah. Well, it happened last episode when Leo was orbing. She jumped away because she didn't want to go. And then this episode is going to happen again. Yeah. So Piper's dealing with that. Phoebe's a mermaid because of the blah, 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 blah. Phoebe's a mermaid now. And but she's, a, she's a mermaid because mermaids have cold hearts. And she needs to run away from Cole. the pain that Cole has caused her now that he's back. Yeah, Cole has clawed his way out of super hell and he's back. And he wants to be with Phoebe who inexplicably, like, completely fucking loathes him. Like... I didn't think, I mean, she wasn't thrilled he got out of Super Hell at the end of last season, which, by the way, she seems to have forgotten about, but whatever. Like, she didn't seem thrilled, but, like, she fucking hates Cole now. Or does she? We might find out this episode. Oh, there's a thin line between love and hate. Uh... Also, Paige got promoted into being, like, an actual social worker, but she's, like, not really feeling it. Oh, and there's a uh, there's a TV person who's going to interview Phoebe about her article because her article is super famous now. Her like, column. Her column, yeah. Like, she has billboards. She's a legit celebrity now. Mm-hmm. And this is this is going to be a big thing. Phoebe is a celebrity now. Phoebe Hallowell is a celebrity advice column writer. Okay, so I do have to say I I follow the woman who writes Dear Prudence currently. Uh, Janae Desmond Harris. I follow her on Twitter, and I literally was just reading. She was on a plane with someone, and he was like, you know, you know, her seatmate. He was like, oh, what do you do? And she said, I'm a journalist. And he's like, well, what kind of journalist? And she said, I write an advice column for an online magazine. And he was like, you mean like Dear Prudence for Slate? And she was like, oh, I, I am Dear Prudence. And he was like, oh my god. So, which is to say, there are celebrity advice columnists. Yes, yeah, that that's true. There's a whole TV show about an advice columnist. Shrill. Well, like a real-life advice columnist. She wasn't an advice columnist. Oh, right. I guess we just get to deal with her boss, who's a advice columnist and also kind of a, the hugest asshole on Earth. Yes, and also that's how he's portrayed on the TV show. Whoa. <laughs> like, I mean, opinions really turned on him, huh? I remember when you used to really like his stuff. Okay, I... 
he's he's been too supportive of uh of the transphobes in his office. Uh. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh his uh his old white guyness has trumped his uh free sex like liberal advice giverness mm. as he as he gets older. Mm. Yeah. Okay, do you think that the whole push with Ask Phoebe was a Sex in the City thing? Oh my god, I didn't even think about it, but yes! Especially because, like, last season they were trying to make her Buffy. Yeah. And now this season they're like, let's just make her Carrie, fuck it! Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she kind of is Carrie now, isn't she? I mean, I haven't Which, seen that much Sex in the City, but... But that's, that's exactly with Carrie, right? It's like she writes one column a week. And it's not an advice column. But she writes one column a week about the people she's fucking, and, and that pays for her lifestyle in New York. Did you read that book that was like a collection of the actual articles? I did. I did, too. I didn't care for it. It's fine. Well, it, it just, it, which I know this is, this is a lot of honestly fiction in general but it just felt like gossip about people i didn't know well it's not fiction no i know it's not fiction but like i don't know these people so who cares but i'm aware that almost all fiction is just gossip about people you don't know all right so if i am remembering correctly the thing that was interesting about candace bushnell's column sex in the city it was her column was also called sex in the city was that she wrote about interesting people she knew who were having interesting sex. And, of course, this was the 80s, so interesting sex. They were grading on a curve here, right? Don't forget, Samantha Jones is the woman who has sex like a man. Oh, that God. was her thing. That was how they describe her in both the book and the first episode. Because oh, Nancy Reagan already took throat goat. <laughs> No, it's just that she has sex without emotions. Oh my god, a woman who isn't all invested in her sex partners perish the thought. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. What I was trying to say is, there was like this rising thing of sex columnists, but most of them were just writing like sex diaries about their own sex life, whereas what Candace Bushnell did that was interesting was write about like a whole rainbow of people like a whole bunch of different people so it was like little insights into a bunch of different worlds that you wouldn't be familiar with mm. so that that was what was interesting about what she did which is funny because if you watch the first season of sex in the city they almost did it like like it was going to be documentary style when they introduced the characters at first they're introduced with carrie's voiceover obviously and it feels like it's going to be like the book where they just they cycle just cycle every episode. Yeah, exactly. They just cycle through, but then they dropped that pretty quickly, and it all just became about Carrie's sex life, and to a lesser extent, the other women. Charmed. So Phoebe's not going to have time for her column anymore because she's a mermaid now, and Paige is not going to have time to be a social worker because she's a witch. Yes. Look, and, it all comes together, and and Piper's we, not going to be able to be a witch because she's a mom. Yes. Oh, look how it's all. It's beautiful. But, yeah. Oh, also there's a guy named Necrom who eats life energy and he's going to be after Phoebe now because she's a mermaid and therefore immortal. Yeah. Also good information to know. Yes. You don't need to know about the sea hag. She died last week. <laughs> so we open on Phoebe frolicking in the ocean as she is now free of responsibility. And all she has to do is, you know, frolic. They were really excited about getting that underwater camera. I mean, honestly, there are some pretty cool shots of her underwater. Like, they, yeah, it is pretty good. It looks pretty cool. 
I mean, this was always the thing about the ending of Splash, though, where I'm like, yeah, cool, they both went into the water and he became a merman or whatever, but, like, you're going to get really bored really quickly. Mm. Like, scuba diving is a cool thing to do every once in a while. I don't think you'd want to live it. I see what you're saying, but we are meant to understand that, like, being a mermaid, being in the shape of a mermaid, like, it also changes your personality. Like, she is fascinated by the sea now. Yeah. Presumably it heightens senses that allow her to perceive the sea on a level that we just can't appreciate. She can probably see, like, a mantis shrimp. Yeah, there you go. Where they they have, like, like people have three cones and mantis shrimp have, like, 160 cones. So they're seeing, like... So many colors we can't even comprehend. But listen, the sea is full of horrors. I think I probably said this last time. The sea <laughs> is full of horrors and we should stay out of there. It is none of our business. I, I know I said that last week, but it's still true. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of Baby Shark because we have a... I was going to say toddler, but she's just a kid now. She is. Wow, this must be really weird for people who've been watching or listening to this podcast since she was a baby. Or for people who are listening to our previous podcast where we don't have a baby yeah like the, there's like a secret story if you listen to our podcast all the way through yeah there's some there's some stuff in there we got lore yeah we do but uh yeah anyway she's been watching a lot of baby shark and you googled to see if something was real it was so scary i threw my phone it yeah you 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 the one-eyed albino shark, which was, which was, uh... It's very cute and baby shark. And the story is about how everybody's afraid of him because he's so ugly. And I googled to see if it was a real animal. <laughs> the picture was so horrifying, I threw my phone, which is not the lesson the show was trying to teach. So, you're saying you would not be friends with Leo in real life, then? Leo the albino bull shark with one eye. Yeah, no. Uh, but it is Google monkfish. We should just not go down there. And listen, I, I have been saying this about the sea since way before our child got obsessed with sea creatures. And therefore I learned way more about it than I needed to know. Mm, yeah. She, she really does love that little aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Phoebe's a mermaid. Back at the manor, Piper is flipping the fuck out. Like, this is like when Prue died levels of panicked. She's a, like, Phoebe's a mermaid, Piper. Let's keep things in perspective here. Oh, that's interesting, because I read it more as being anger than panic, because she's like, she got divorced, she has her billboards, she has her stupid job, and she's famous. What's she running from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is when Paige fills her in that Cole is back. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, also, we didn't mention that Leo is soaking wet because he's been orbing all over the ocean trying to catch Phoebe and failing. Okay, why did we get to see that? That sounds hilarious. Instead, we just see him orb in, dripping wet, and, uh... White lighters can't drown, right? I would assume not. Oh my god, then Patty died for no reason. Yeah. Like, she got distracted trying to protect Sam, her white lighter, from that water demon... Wait, we, yeah, we know that there are only a few things that can kill white lighters, and Water Demon is not on that list. Yeah, it's it's basically dark lighter venom, right? Like, that's the big thing. And later in the show, Leo. 
I mean, elders in general, but... But let's not, let's not sleep on Piper's response to hearing that Cole is back. She says, oh no, does he want my baby? Jesus fucking Christ, Piper. Why? I mean, I, I guess he was after a baby last time, but he specifically wanted to have one with Phoebe. He wasn't just hungry for babies in general. Why, why would he want your stupid baby, Piper? You don't even know that it's like God yet. They don't even know it's a dude yet. Yeah. Do those two things come hand in hand? I, I, I guess. I know. It's like, oh my goodness, finally a powerful man. When will we ever get that again? So... Necrom, the guy who was introduced but didn't really do much last episode, comes into the Sea Hag's cave looking for delicious mermaids to eat, and he sees the dust of the Sea Hag, and he's like, Ugh. Yeah, he's like, I was going to eat that Sea Hag. <laughs> yeah, fair. Is her life force in the shell? Because I can still suck it out, right? Yeah, I think he could. But instead, he's he's captivated by the lovely mermaid phoebe who's been collecting shells and putting them on the ledge in the cove (laughs) you know there are so many non-sea hag related coves you could have gone to i think the implication is that she's forgotten everything she's starting to forget what's going on she's she's becoming a sea creature and yeah you know what sea creatures totally hate getting struck by lightning yeah, he shoots electricity at her. It does feel like water creatures should be extra susceptible to electricity. Well, it cuts her, which I don't think is what electricity does, but... No, it should burn her, or possibly, because she's underwater, electrocute her. <laughs> One would think, right? But she swims away. Like, they killed the water demon that killed their mom with a generator. Right! They did! Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So we get opening shots of San Francisco. I feel like those are starting to come back in full force. There's not a ton of them in this episode, but for a while there, it seemed like they were not really doing them at all. Mm-hmm. Paige is calling out of work, even though it's only her second day of work, because her sister is missing. She had a fishing accident. Wah, wah. And the her boss is like, your sister went missing while fishing? And Paige is like, don't worry, it'll be fine, but I'm going to have to miss a few days. Like, she is both underreacting and overreacting to the situation, you know? Like... If I was her boss, I don't think I would want her working as a social worker. I'm like, okay, if your sister is missing, you are severely underreacting. Yes. And if she's not missing, what a weird lie to tell, and why are you missing your second day ever of work? (laughs) This just raises so many questions. But Paige has a bunch of books open in front of her to do research, and... I mean, where did she get these books? Well, I was gonna say, one appears to have, like, a fairy tale illustration. I think she legit has Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid open in front of her. Fair. And next episode, there's more. Oh, speaking of fairy tales, wait till next week. Yeah. Leo comes in and he's saying it's getting harder and harder to track Phoebe because she's turning into a mermaid and, you know. More and more. and Then she won't be a witch and he won't be able to track her, etc. It's weird that Paige has her red hair, but the lighting in the scene makes it look really black. Oh, really? I think it makes it look more... 
I think it makes it look richer. It gives it more kind of violet undertones. Hmm. But it's definitely still red, but red with violet undertones. I feel like she might have been messing around with the color in between episodes. Mm, that's definitely possible. Because it was like bright, bright orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leo tells her she should go back to work and do her job because, after all, she is half white lighter and she can just orb back if she needs to. Fair. And Paige is like, well, I would love to do that, but one sister's missing and the other one is all fucked up about her baby for some reason. I wonder what could have happened to make her all fucked up like that, Leo. She doesn't know. But... Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't say it. And Leo's like, I know what'll cheer her up. Another talk from me, Leo. <laughs> like... The fact that he did not connect the dots about the fact that she's flipping out about being killed by demons after he gave her a speech about how she's going to be killed by demons. How are you not connecting these two very basic things? Right? Okay, I... Also, there's a whole bunch of trauma around water because their mom drowned, which used to be Prue's thing, but she's dead now, so I guess Piper can have it. Sure. Keep that in your pocket for later in this episode. I was going to say I want to throw out like a fix where we find out that they have a, a curse on their family line where mothers die young in their in their children's lives. Except we got Grams. But we know Grams exists, and I'm totally stealing that from Legend Born, which is an amazing book that everyone should read. Modern retelling, uh, modern day descendants of King Arthur and the Round Table fighting demons. That's what it's about. It's, yeah. So, Piper has lost it. Yeah, Piper has is like scrawling spells all over the walls and she's going all like Fred from Angel. And it's like, okay, Piper, like, I know this is because of, you know, Leo's speech, but Phoebe just got turned into a mermaid. This is not that serious of a situation. Also, I mean, come on, you're gonna let yourself get this worked up about Leo? Come on! Well, she got herself this worked up by Leo, which I think is different. I guess. Like, if Leo were dying, whatever, but Leo telling her that she's gonna die? Oh. Oh. Also, also, Leo reminding her about how her mom died. So, can I just hate on Leo for just one more, one more thing? I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of that, but yes. Is it his hair? Uh, no, his hair does look bad. He's got it cut real short. But no, he's like, hey, Piper... I think you're just acting all hormonal because of the pregnancy. You need to calm down. He said this last episode, too. It's like, oh, my God, aren't you aren't you a white lady? Aren't you, like, kind of an enlightened being or whatever? Like, and aren't most of your clients women? I mean, I know there are male witches or whatever, but, like, come on, Leo. I, it does, oh. Can I just say, though, Yeah. this is totally unrelated to what's happening in the plot, but she's in she's in a room with stained glass windows, and she's on the floor because she's been scrawling, like, underneath where the window is, and the way the light is, like, softly coming in through the stained glass and hitting her face, gorgeous. Holly Marie Combe has never looked more beautiful. Honestly, the cinematography in this episode is really good. The underwater shots, this, there was this really cool angled shot from the hall, like, like from the stairs going into the hallway earlier. Like, there's a lot of really well-composed shots in this episode. You know, I was being uncharitable in my mind about the underwater shots because the fact that Phoebe turned into a mermaid is such a such a terrible idea for an episode, especially let alone two episodes that I didn't want to give it credit, but you're right. The 
The cinematography is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this episode, and the underwater shots were beautiful. This had to be a really expensive episode to do, right? Especially on a TV budget. Oh, yeah. They blew their... They definitely blew out their budget on this episode. Last... Uh, Shooting underwater is so freaking expensive. Yeah, last episode we talked about the Australian TV show. Uh, I think it's H2O Just Add Water. Yeah. The Australian teen show about mermaids. Uh-huh. And I'm like, they must have never done underwater stuff with them. Yeah, they're like, always on rocks, right? <laughs> I think they were always in high school, but they're, they're uh. probably, like, sat in a pool or something once an episode and just, you know... Yeah, but no, you, now that you bring up how good the cinematography is in this whole episode, you're making me realize that this shot with these windows, this isn't an area of the manor we see that often. I'm not even really sure where she is. I assumed she was in the attic. They said she was in the attic, but... No, I'm pretty sure this is the attic. It's just, it feels really different. It's a, if, if it is, it's a... If we've seen this corner of the attic before, we've never seen shots at this angle before. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is the far part of the attic, mm-hmm. but... I think it's just shot at, like, an angle. Like, it's just kind of low and up, mm -hmm. which totally changes the feel. It makes it feel kind of church-ish. Oh. Oh, wow. And remember, of course, Piper's the one who, when she became a witch, was so concerned that she would lose her, not her faith, but that she, she would lose some piece of her soul. And now she's so afraid, it's like she's retreating back to prayer. Like, we've known how religious she was. Damn it, why? I don't want to give this episode credit. Phoebe turns into a mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, there's... This is this is a really stupid episode, but there's some pretty cool stuff in it. Oh. So Piper's been tr doing spells to try to call Phoebe back, but Leo's like, hey, hey. That's clearly not working, so why don't you shut up, clean up the attic, and try to think of something else? Which she does. Yeah, she goes over to a wall she hasn't written on yet and writes fearless with the chalk. She's going to write herself a spell to remove her fear. I'm sorry, Leo tells her to stop trying to find Phoebe with magic and start working on getting over whatever made her freeze up, which... Yeah. God, Leo is such an asshole in these episodes. So Phoebe, like, jumped up onto a dock to try to treat her cut fin, but then some fishermen approached her, so she jumped back in the water to run away, but she's still bleeding. And Paige has gone back to work and told her boss, yes, my sister is lost at sea, but I'm back at work, okay? Again, if I'm her boss, I, I, need, I need so much more information. So is this your sister who owns the nightclub or your sister, the famous advice columnist? I mean, technically they're both on the nightclub. Yes. Oh. So Cole shows up and Paige is like, I'll, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, I'm going to orb your heart out and then I'm going to orb your balls out and I'm going to stick them up your nose. And Cole's like, Why? I, I know I usually exaggerate, but she does threaten to orb his balls off, which... Weird, but okay. Yeah. Do you think she could try that heart-orbing thing that she nearly used to kill that guy that one time? Do you think that would actually work on demons? Oh, mm, good question. I have no idea. Because... I mean, probably not with Cole, because we know that... Oh, yeah, he's like an upper... Well, at this point, he's basically 
God. Yeah. So Cole, you'll recall when he was human, worked for them for one day for this agency before he beat up an abusive dad and was fired. No, no, no. he threw a landlord through a window. Oh, right, right. Paige nearly killed the abusive dad by orbing his heart out, except, uh uh-oh, it turned out that it was actually the mom. Big twist. Women can abuse children also. But Paige's boss shows up, and Cole is a partner at a prestigious firm now, so even though he has shown himself completely unable to do this kind of work, her boss is like, hey, he's a resource. You should use him. That's what a good social worker would do. Which, I mean, yes. Also, he doesn't know about the whole Cole being mega Satan thing. But, like... Okay, so the law firm that Cole pretended to get a job at is actually real, and he actually did get a job there. Yes. Yes. Do you think they know he's a demon? Yes. Okay. I think it's a demon law firm. Like an angel. All right, yeah. So, Cole has a like there's a whole thing where there's a whole thing where Paige is like you need to leave phoebe alone no one wants you here you need to leave town cole's like i can't leave town i love phoebe i want to be with phoebe and this is my way of saying how much worse the acting has got this season oh yeah julia mcmahon is not is is not his heart is not in it (laughs) He, he has two eyes on the door at this point uh, but please don't skip over the part where one of the office admins comes in with Paige's sushi lunch. And she's like, oh, no, I guess I shouldn't eat sushi anymore. <laughs> it's 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 awful. It's awful. It's so awful. Because Cole's like, where's Phoebe? And Paige's like, Phoebe? She's, uh, and then her, I guess, assistant pokes her head in and is like, Yellowtail! Because Phoebe's a mermaid. But, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for everyone in this scene. Paige pulls Cole aside and yells at him. Also, also Paige habitually has sushi for lunch here. I think it's, like, restaurant sushi where you can get, like, the tray for not very expensive. Okay, I get. You know what? I guess that makes sense. Also, it's, it's, also, it's yellowtail. It's not. Oh, I was gonna say it's San Francisco too. She's probably cheaper there. Oh yeah, that too. So Paige tells Cole, "Phoebe's so angry at you. She turned into a mermaid to get away from you." And Cole's like, "Really? A mermaid? Really? Really?" I feel like Cole knows he can work with this. This isn't like the mummy episode later, which I think is the worst Cole ever is because he just wants the mummy guy to like psychically bond him and Phoebe alright I don't remember that one I'm excited to talk about it so Piper casts the brave spell she's gonna be brave now raw brave and Phoebe gets caught by some fishermen in a net don't worry, this scene very quickly establishes that these are evil fishermen, so we don't have to feel bad if something happens to them later. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's a mermaid. We should kill her and sell her body to some sort of traveling exhibit. What an odd first thought to go through your head. Right? Like, they're like, if we hand her over to the authorities, they're just going to take all the credit. What we need to do is murder her. How is that how how is that the second part of your plan? Like 
How is that the second thing you come up with? Also, she's, like, clearly sentient and speaks English. Like... Yeah, she's like, get your hands off my fins. What kind of people are you that you can just kill someone that quickly, that easily? Well, this is so we don't feel bad when... Yeah, Necron shows up. Necron using the cheapest goddamn teleport in the world. I'm sorry, it makes... If you want to see Blinking look dignified, look at Necrom's weird electricity after effects teleport. Or his or his electricity effects power spell. It's terrible. Yeah, he he after effects all of the fishermen to death, but we don't have to feel bad because they were going to murder Phoebe, who has been reclining with her hand head on her hand this entire scene. So I was going to bring this up. I assume this is how she has to lay how Alyssa milano has to lay because of the tail but it looks like she's reclining it it kind of robs the scene of what very little dignity it has when phoebe's just watching it with her hand on her head like huh well i guess those guys are dead now <laughs> so he, anyway necrom's all like oh i'm gonna eat you now that you're all helpless and she's like how helpless is this and she pulls a pulley and an anchor hits him in the face like looney tunes ass thing to do and then she calls for leo who orbs her away she's like leo i think i'm done being a mermaid for now oh well i mean she's not though right she just wants him to orb her away and heal her yeah and necron's like crow necron summons a couple of crows and he's like find her find the mermaid remember who leo cannot heal Right, yeah, he doesn't actually, I said, so Leo can heal her. That's what she wants, but he can't because she's a mermaid. So he just, like, dresses her wound. Yeah, because he is still a doctor. Uh, is he, do medical licenses, ex- they, they expire, don't they? Like, every five years or so, you have to get yours renewed or well, something? Well, you have to do, like, continuing education. And the reason you have to do continuing education is because medicine changes. And it's definitely changed since Leo was uh... a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So... Meanwhile, Piper's an asshole. Okay, so remember last time I was like, why is he hanging that picture so weird, so high? Yeah, it's for this. Yeah. Uh, Piper bursts into the room and she's like, hey, Leo, remember that painting you were hanging last episode? Hate it. Fuck you. Blows it up. And everyone notices that Piper's acting differently, although, I mean, is this... remember what she did to Paige's chair okay but she asked right she did do that but she asked Paige to orb the book of shadows down from the attic and Paige is like you want me to use a spell to do something I could do with my legs that is very that is very unlike Piper well it's un it's unlike Piper to ask Paige to right yeah exactly she Paige even says she's like don't you have a whole fear of personal gain and Piper's like ah because you you had to phrase it like that Mm -hmm. because I cast a spell to remove my fear yeah yeah but I mean do active powers count for personal gain stuff we've talked about this so much I have no personal gain what is personal gain yeah Piper you've used your power for sex so maybe back off page or bring the book of shadows which it's, it's not even personal gain you're doing your job right now yeah Whatever. And this is when the sisters become aware of who Necron is. They finally find him in the Book of Shadows. And just to be clear, he's kind of a zombie, isn't he? Yeah, he's got the zombie makeup very lightly. I, I guess it's like... A... He's like a, cause, and then he has to consume life forces to stay alive because he hovers between life and death. I'm sorry, the Necromancer is a much, much, much better version of this character we'll see later. 
And we've seen versions of this before. Like, remember those ghosts that were after Leo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think the Soul Taker Lady. Was that the deal with the Soul Taker Lady? I don't know. I, I feel like we've seen a lot of people who eat death to become more alive. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I it's fair like that's that's a yeah, go-to no, it's, it's a totally fair like it's a totally legitimate supernatural threat 100 percent. yeah there's uh, some ghouls who try to eat wyatt after he's born too yeah so phoebe wants to be orbed back to the ocean and they refuse in fact they bring her upstairs and dump her in the bathtub it's pretty hilarious and Cole is dealing with some adoption issues for Paige, for Paige's client, and he does it by calling someone and mind-controlling them to accept his faxed documents instead of originals. I know this is supposed to show that he's evil or whatever because he's using mind-control, but oh my god, who cares? Yeah, right? Like, it's not like he's faking the documents or anything. It's just they need the originals and they can't have a faxed copy, and he mentally gives them a nudge, so... They'll take the faxed copy. Who cares? But I love this. I love this. He's getting bro advice from Daryl. Yeah, Daryl witnesses this happening and he's like, he doesn't think it's cool. But Daryl is apparently willing to take on Cole as some sort of partner. Daryl is ready to do a spinoff show where it's him and Cole solving supernatural crimes because he tells him about the three fishermen who were found turned to dust. Yeah, uh, as you may remember, this was something that Daryl was, this is something that Cole was pitching. Right. But uh, the thing about this whole thing is Daryl calls it out for what it is, which is just, look, Daryl's not going to be Cole's way into Phoebe, mm-hmm. which he did mention when Cole pitched this last time. But he's like, look, I can see what you're doing and if any part of you does legitimately consider me a friend, I'm going to give you advice as though I were your friend and not Phoebe's. Which I think is a really interesting way to set up this situation. Uh-huh. And I feel like the advice he gives Cole, honestly, isn't terrible. He's like, look, Phoebe is never going to love you the way you want her to love you. There is no happy future with Phoebe. If you want to live a happy life, what you need to do is just go. Yeah. You just need to leave Phoebe alone, and that is the only way that you will be able to move forward, which is not bad advice at all. Like, I know the whole thing is everyone's trying to push Cole away. Cole does. He does need to move on. But, yeah, like, this is genuinely good friend advice from Daryl. Mm-hmm. I'm just all caught up in how much less interested I am in a Daryl Cole team up than I was when it was a Leo Cole team up. Yeah, they worked pretty. Uh, they worked pretty well together. So, back at the manor, Piper has blown up the attic trying to figure out a way, a potion, a spell, something to vanquish Necron, and she's not at all worried about causing giant explosions while pregnant because she has no fear anymore. She also has no fear of wearing leather pants while pregnant, and I, I'm afraid of that. <laughs> Yeah, Piper can. Piper can bind Newt eyes and bark root sure. together, and Paige is like, Piper, you're never supposed to put those two potion ingredients together. It'll make a potion that's way too powerful. Well, I mean, I think it's like combining um, 
the two things you combine to make mustard gas. Yeah, what is that? Ammonia and bleach. Yes, thank you. Yes. I... I feel like you can literally see when Rose McGowan gives up on trying to do a good job. <laughs> like, I can feel this becoming a paycheck for her. Well, we know from her memoir, or at least I do because I read it, that this was a paycheck for her from day one. But I still feel like she brings it sometimes. This is not one of those times. No. Well, she read the script and she was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm um, no. <laughs> oh... So, Leo's like, is she still doing that weird thing? And Paige is like, look, I know that new super brave Piper is a huge pain in all of our asses, but it's better than her having PTSD, I guess. And Leo's like, I don't know. My my whole thing is I'm the Mary Margaret of this show now. I'm a contrarian. I don't know about this, Paige. But they don't have time to talk about this because the woman who's going to interview Phoebe for her newspaper TV show Well, it's Nancy O'Dell. Nancy Radio Entertainment Tonight. Oh. Okay, I knew this was a real person cuz they say her name like 7,000 times. But Nancy O'Dell apparently of Entertainment Tonight is going to interview Phoebe and in the bathtub. Yeah, Paige is just covered her tail and scale covered boobs with bubble bath yeah yeah oh uh they do by the way when they're up in the attic though leo and Paige do see the fearless spell scrawled on the wall so now they know what piper has done but as you said we don't have time to worry about that we've got to do an interview with phoebe Oh. And, and Nancy O'Dell's like, so Phoebe, what are your thoughts on the issues? Because she's a hard-hitting entertainment journalist. And Phoebe's like, I think the biggest issue is fish and how we're not paying enough attention to fish because fish are our friends. And Nancy O'Dell's like, so are you on like drugs or or what? Honestly, I don't really feel like this is that weird of a thing. It's for, San Francisco. It's San Francisco. Like, oh my god, the woman who writes an advice column is kind of kooky. Like, you are a serious entertainment news journalist, Nancy O'Dell. You should be taking this in stride. I'm sure you've been licked by celebrities before. Oh god. I mean, like, if she's interviewed Crispin Glover? Yeah, yeah. He I, definitely licks interviewers. I was thinking, like, an 80s hair metal person. Yeah, I can see that, too. One who, like, just got a reality show. Oh. Like Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone who's pretty burned out by this point. Oh, I said she was there for entertainment tonight. Apparently she has a show, which I don't actually know if it was a real show or not, called At Home with Nancy O'Dell, which is why they do the interview in her home. Yeah. I don't know if that was a real show or not. That was definitely a thing you would see. I'm sorry, I just thought of that very, very long but interesting video about the oomph sound that you uh, yeah. showed me that got into the whole thing where the guy faked being on an episode of Cribs. Yes, yes. Uh, H-Bomber Guy's video about the Roblox oomph. It was fascinating. It's two hours long and worth every second. So... so so Phoebe is totally biffing this interview. She's only talking about fish stuff. Nancy O'Dell seems weirdly pissed. 
Well, and then Nancy O'Dell asks her about love because she writes so insightfully about love. And Phoebe's like, love sucks. I hate love. Love is terrible. And they're like, okay, Nancy O'Dell, time for you to leave. Okay, did Nancy O'Dell not, like, do any Nancy O research before doing this? Because Phoebe is... She literally just filed for divorce. That's going to be public record. Yeah. 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 Like, since she's a celebrity, her going through a divorce should be something you're aware of. A celebrity you are interviewing. Although, I guess a lot of people, like, who host Her assistants should have done the research and come to her with a little folder that said she was about to get divorced. Especially because that would have been, like, a key thing to ask her. Oh, you're going through a divorce. You're an advice columnist. Can you give advice to people who might be experiencing this kind of stuff? Come on! It's a layup, Nancy O'Dell. Get your shit together! So, they rush nancy odell out of the manor and necron shows up and he starts shooting lightning all willy-nilly wait before necron shows up Mm -hmm. phoebe lets her sisters know that she no longer wants wealth and fame she just wants the sea which is how you know there's something very wrong with phoebe she no longer wants attention (laughs) i mean honestly i know blah 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 her true love skull or whatever but like her column should have been the thing that turned her back into a regular lady phoebe if you go to the sea forever they're going to give your column to someone else. Uh, Phoebe's true love is Phoebe. So yeah, Necron shows up and grabs Piper. Yeah. Necron shows up and Paige orbs Phoebe out of the way and Piper blows him up, but he reconstitutes and then she like Zerg rushes him and he just grabs her and teleports away with her. Right. Cause he figures that Phoebe will come rescue her sister and then he'll be able to grab Phoebe. In the attic, Paige is trying to come up with a vanquishing spell so they can go vanquish him. And Why don't you just use the stupid seashell like you did last time? I feel like that wouldn't work on him. Because he doesn't have life energy to suck out? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that would not... Yeah, I don't think that would be effective. Hey, Paige, why don't you try orbing his balls away? Because you threatened to do that to Koala earlier in the episode. No, no, I knew to what you were referring, but now I'm like... He is sustained on life force energy. I don't think he needs his balls. Well, I'm sure it wouldn't be fun. Well, I mean, the guy is decomposing unless he drinks the life force of a mermaid. I'm sure lots of stuff in his <laughs> life isn't fun. <laughs> so, Leo points out that they can't use a power of three spell because Phoebe is now only half a witch because she's half witch, half fish. Which is just rude. Yeah. She's rude. Mermaids are not half human, half fish, Leo. They are 100% mermaid. Yes. Also, I mean, you can cast power of three spells with Paige, and she's half witch, half white lighter. Oh, yeah! What the fuck, Leo? Get... They also had this weird thing earlier in the show where they referred to the sisters as being half human, but I feel like we've dropped that pretty thoroughly by now. No, they definitely have. Remember when Prue told Andy that if they had children together, if they were ma- if if they were male, they would be mortal, and if they were female, they'd be witches? Because that went straight out the window. Well, why it's special? Although we do see a lot of other dude witches over the course of the show. Yeah. I guess it is feasible that it could be like a Sabrina situation where normally witches just marry other witches, but I don't. I don't think so. I, I feel like. 
I feel like most of the witches in this show probably have at least one human parent. Oh, also that uh, that psychokinetic kid from season two. He was a yeah, dead, and he, he had one witch. human parent. Yeah. So, Paige has an idea. Seeing Phoebe lose her shit when Nancy O'Dell asked her about love gave her an idea. So, they're going to orb back to the cove where Necron lives. But as they start to orb, she jumps away. And there's that moment where Leo is on the beach with Phoebe, just like in the last episode. He was on the beach with Paige when Piper had pulled away from the orb. And I... It is cute, and it is intentionally funny, not accidentally funny, where he's like, what the fuck is going on with the sisters this week? Yes, because Paige has realized that the one way to turn Phoebe back into a real woman is, like, how they solved the thing with, what was it, like, Kylar? Um, yeah, but excuse me, right? True love's kiss! We are back on our home turf now! Yes, the only thing that will turn Phoebe from mermaid to regular maid landmaid yeah terramaid terramaid yeah the thing that will turn phoebe from mermaid to terramaid is true love because that's what turned <laughs> that's what turned that lady from my name is earl into a real woman last episode Oof. all right so necron is torturing piper to draw the attention of her sisters and she's just like do it it barely tickles, you wimp! And you know what? It's a good thing that her baby is invincible. Yeah, that's true. But also, I'm like, I know we're supposed to be like, oh no, Piper is dangerously reckless now. But I'm like, can we keep this, Piper? I mean, honestly, I do really love this scene. It showed up a lot in Charmed, like, uh, trailers, like, for the show in general on TNT. Like, uh-huh. Piper getting electrocuted, then and then looking up at the, uh, and then looking up at the zombie and going, "Is that the best you got?" That showed up at the, like in a lot of charm trailers, which it's a cool line. I bet it did, yeah. And you know, as we said before, the cinematographer is doing the best they can with the terrible special effects. Like they're doing some really cool overhead shots of Piper and stuff. Yeah, and again, there's so much underwater stuff because the. Necrom is torturing her by strapping her to a gate thing. Like a metal grate, Uh uh-huh. And then pulling it underwater and then having eels electrocute her. You can shoot electricity out of your hand. There feels like... It feels like there's a lot of unnecessary extra steps here. Yeah. Do you really need the eels? Maybe it depletes even more of his life force when he uses his powers. Therefore, the eels. Yeah, so Paige goes to talk to Cole, and she's like, she's like, I thought Phoebe was running away because she hated you, but it turns out she loves you so much it's freaking her out because of everything that went down. And it's like, did you not need some kind of psych degree to be a social worker? Because this is like, this is like 101, Paige. What are we even doing here? But Cole's like, I'm packing up to leave town because two different people... Two different people told me to leave town, and I feel like that's a good, you know, that's good motivation to leave town. And Paige is like, you can't, Phoebe, need to. And Cole's like, oh my god, what are you people doing to me? I know, poor Cole. Oh, they, he, he tried to kill them when he first met them, and I'm still like, oh my god, poor Cole. 
so Paige is like, wait, I know how to convince you that Phoebe still actually loves you. And she casts this whole spell right off the cuff to empathically link Cole and Phoebe. Yeah, well, no, it just makes Cole feel what Phoebe feels so that he knows how much she loves him. Oh, God. Do you think this is Paige unwittingly activating Phoebe's empathy powers? Oh, the, no. The worst part of the show. Uh so Leo's trying to talk Phoebe out of being a mermaid. Well, he's trying to talk her out. I don't know what, honestly, I don't know what Leo's goal is here. Because he says that he couldn't find Paige again. And they need the power of three. And Phoebe's like, well, I'm just going to go myself and save Piper and the baby. And he's like, no, you can't. Well, what do you want, Leo? What do you want? Especially because he's like, I can tell that he's torturing her. What do you want? What, what do you want from Phoebe, Leo? Let her go save her. So, the guy's like, okay, I'm just going to kill you. And Piper's like, no, you're not. If you were going to kill me, you would have killed me. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then Phoebe shows up. She apparently did just decide to blow off Leo. Phoebe shows up and she's like, it's me you want, Necron. Okay, I do really like, I do really like Piper going, look out, Phoebe, he's got a shell. <laughs> Yeah, because you've got the shell that sucks out your life force. Yeah. Uh, she says, if you let my sister go, then you can have my life force. And he throws the grate against the wall because uh, you should have specified that you wanted me to let her go safely. And she receives a wound on her stomach so that we understand how dire everything is. Yeah, that the baby's in danger. The shell flies through the air and latches onto Phoebe's boobs. And again, right? The special effects here are so cheap. They have Alyssa Milano holding it onto her onto her chest, pretending that she's trying to pull it off, but obviously holding it on. Mm. Uh, so then Paige finally shows up at the beach, and she's like, oh, I just forgot the vanquishing spell. All right, let's go. Whoopsie doodles. I hope nothing horrible is going on in the, uh, in the cave. So then she and Leo show up in the cave. Leo is immediately electric shocked by Necron and taken out of commission. Paige orbs the shell off of Phoebe and onto Necron. And then the three of them do the power of three spell to vanquish him. Yep. And we didn't mention this before, but he's been like semi-vanquished in the past but the blast has always killed the people who vanquished him so uh, i don't really know what the difference is here other than they're the charmed ones so they're special yeah like i don't know why they introduced that plot element because it does not matter at all well i mean i guess it's so that we understand that the concussive force of him being vanquished is enough that they all get thrown around the cove and piper who's still chained to the grate is tossed underwater Whereas Paige is knocked unconscious, so she's going to drown because she's down there. Yeah. And, okay, raise your hand if this scene looks familiar. Because this is exactly what happened with Prue when she fought Barbus for the first time. Okay, so what's going to happen is that her mother is going to appear to Piper. Yeah. And, like, give her the strength to fight on and also let her know that, like, she can be strong for her baby and that also her mother is still there with her. You know, all that all that stuff that happens. Yeah, your fate will not be my fate, Piper. 
But then also there's kind of this implication, like in a way her mother is still with her and her mother's strength is still with her. So her dying young isn't a thing she needs to be afraid of. Like her strength will be there for her daughter. And the thing is they did this with Prue, you're right. But Prue died. So that lesson was lost. That lesson went to the grave with Prue. Also, that was before they had cast an actress for Patty yet. So it was just some like glowy lady whose face we never see. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that part. Also, also, Patty's just, Patty can just come back as a ghost whenever she feels like it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, not whenever she feels like it. She's not Grams, but like. Well, I mean, aren't we supposed to not really know if this is actually Patty or if this is in Piper's mind? Yeah, because, like, when she's pulled to the surface, she's pulled to the surface by Phoebe. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like we can basically assume that, that. Their mom's ghost helped mm. Piper not die during this. Yeah, I guess we, we do see the chain kind of come loose from her ankle, and that f- feels magically assisted. Yeah. And Although neither one of their powers is telekinesis, so. Yeah. Patty says to her that magic won't take away her fear. The only thing that will take away her fear is faith. Oh, I do like that with the contrast yeah. with the ch- the church thing earlier. Yeah, yeah the ring. I I hadn't realized how cleverly written the Piper stuff was because I was too busy hating Leo. So, but now that we're actually talking about it, I'm like, okay. I actually kind of I'm kind of turning around on this I, episode a bunch. This is like the opposite of what usually happens. Usually, I start off being like eh on an episode, and then I realize how much I hate it. But I'm like, yeah. I mean, I do think that this is still kind of genuinely a bad episode, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in it. And, like, yeah, Piper being electrocuted, Piper's That the Best You Got is one of the best moments in Charmed. But, yes, uh, Piper is pulled to the surface, but not by a ghost, by Phoebe, maybe. No, by Leo. Well, like, Leo pulls, Phoebe pushes, because Phoebe's still underwater, because she's still a mermaid. And Leo goes to heal uh, Piper, but up, oh, fetus got there first. Yep, her stomach healed itself. The baby healed itself. So it turns out you don't need to be worried about your baby because it's a magic baby. <laughs> it's a magic baby. You don't have to worry about anything. And honestly, honestly, I, I feel like this is at least 40% to make us, the audience, feel okay with all the stuff she does and be like, it's okay, that's not going to hurt the pregnancy. Oh my god, have you seen the discourse that's on Twitter about Jessica Drew being pregnant in the new Spider-Man movie? That is exactly what I was thinking about, yeah. People were defending it by being like, oh, the comics did it, and I'm like, I didn't particularly care for it in the comics either. I mean, to be fair, I didn't read those comics because they were written by a guy whose work I don't normally like, Mm -hmm. but like, just because they did it in the comics doesn't mean it's not a bad idea, but also, who fucking cares? Like... It's a superhero book. We're not expecting them to be realistic. A woman can... It's not... As someone else said online, it's not like real pregnant women are going to be slapping on spider outfits and jumping off motorcycles in real life. Like, nobody is going to see the movie and think, that looks like a good idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about that. I will say that I relate to... I don't want to watch an episode where, like, a... I I don't want to watch a show or a movie where a pregnant woman is endangered because of my own like yes i like i that's just that's just a personal trigger for me and and, and i'm sure it's a pretty common <laughs> trigger so yeah, i can see where that part of it comes from where it's like ooh i just need to know that the 
baby isn't actually in danger. And then and then I can enjoy the action sequences. And I feel like, to bring it back, that's what they're giving us here in Charmed. Yes, and they get around this with the Chris pregnancy by skipping most of it. Yup. Like, there is a time jump right after Piper finds out that she's pregnant, and then she's like nine months pregnant because Holly Marie Combs was pregnant in real life. <laughs> so they were not drowning and electrocuting her with her second pregnancy. That is accurate. So Leo comforts her finally by telling her to remember that she has something her mother didn't have. Him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fucking Leo. Okay. Patty was also in a relationship with her white lighter and it directly led to her dying. Leo is terrible at this. Also, Phoebe has taken off and they're like, well, I guess we just let her go because she wants to be a fish. What are you going to do? Cool. That's our ad on being charmed ones. <laughs> but Paige is like, I have a suspicion she might be back. And then we go back to the beach. Cole is there and he used a spell to summon Phoebe. And Phoebe's like, I don't want you, Cole. I don't love you. And Cole's like, yeah, you do. Your stupid sister cast a spell on me that I made, that made me, like, feel your emotions. So shut up. I know you love me. Now, Phoebe does say, like, it's not cool that you just teleported me here against my will. And she is right about that. That's not well, cool. He should have been like, well, it's not cool that your sister magic mind melded me to you without my permission. Both good points. Both good points. I mean, that, I know that's not on her, but like, no one's great with magic and consent in this episode. I feel like that's a running theme in Charmed. Mm. So Cole's like, look, I know you don't want to be with me. I understand it. I get where you're coming from, but you need to admit that you love me so that you stop being a mermaid. And she's like, okay, I admit it. And now she is no longer a mermaid. She is just a naked woman even though she was wearing clothes when she turned into a mermaid those clothes are just gone now she got to keep the circlet in her hair thing is this why she wears such terrible outfits all the time because there's always a danger she's going to turn into a mermaid and lose her outfit so she doesn't want to spend her money on good clothes no clue that's so, my headcanon now so cole takes off his jacket and wraps her up in it and I get that you probably don't want to do this because it would freak her out, but there's no way in hell Cole doesn't have, like, a clothing beam power or something. Oh, yeah, right? He doesn't do that, though. Also, that's not as romantic. Yeah, it is way more romantic to take off the jacket and wrap it around her, and he's like... If uh, you... Also, as much as I criticize Phoebe's outfits, the giant men's jacket that comes down past your butt and is the only thing covering you when you're a pretty girl, that's a hot look. It is a hot look. But Cole's like, if you want me to leave, I'll leave. And she's like, no. But also, I'm going to keep being awful towards you. I actually appreciate the honesty of the scene where she's like, I do love you, but too much has happened between us. I can't be with you. Mm. Which, I mean, Cole should just leave. Again, the advice Daryl gave him earlier was good advice. There is no water in that well, Cole. Just go. So Paige is quitting being a social worker. We get... Some weird kind of late episode shots of San Francisco mm -hmm. so we can see time has passed. Then we go back to Paige in her office where she is quitting being a social worker. Yep, she's going to focus on being a witch full time. I mean, her sister, who they found from her fishing accident, and now she needs trauma therapy from Paige. I mean, I guess there are worse excuses to quit your job, but... 
I I totally respect Paige doing this, especially because we've seen that she's the one who is most committed to being a witch and all of that. But this entire manor and all three of these women are living on just the income that comes in from P3 now. Just throwing that out there. Oh, wait, no. Ask Phoebe. How could I have forgotten about Ask Phoebe? Never mind. She's a rich and famous advice columnist now. It's all okay. Because that's the, that's the one way. That's the, that's the surest way to wealth. No, I'm seriously, right? Like, Carrie Bradshaw got that. I mean, there were a few episodes later on in the series where we dealt with the fact that most of her life was on credit card. But, you know... Carrie Bradshaw lived in New York on one column a week. I guess Phoebe can do it too. And she writes one every day, so Yeah. She can she can afford like five apartments in New York. She did I, live in New York, you know. Uh, I, I, I do have some vague memories of her living in New York. I was gonna say, I just assume that Phoebe doesn't help out with anything at all and it is all on Piper. Oh god, right. So the last shot of the episode is Piper taking the baby book that we saw in the last episode that didn't get to get filled in because her mom died and putting a picture of her and her mom in the baby book. And it says grandma and mommy because it's going to be why it's baby book. And mm. it's that's sweet. That is sweet. Honestly, I, I ended up liking this episode so much more when we were talking about it because there are a lot of things in this episode that are genuinely good. So sometimes episodes don't stand up to inspection. Mm. But... I think this opposite was the case here, because the log line, Phoebe turns into a mermaid. Part two. Part two is honestly terrible. But the more you look into it, the more you're like, okay, there's other interesting stuff going on here. So Yeah, and again, like this show, this episode must have been super expensive, but it really, you can see that money on the screen. This episode benefits from a close read in a way that some other episodes of Charmed might not. Speaking of which, even though it's a little early in our format to do this, next episode is Happily Ever After. A wicked witch traps the Charmed Ones in twisted versions of classic fairy tales. Okay. I really hate to say this, but this is one of my favorite episodes of Charmed. I'm really excited to talk about it. Like, I genuinely love this episode of Charmed. It's this. It's necromancing the stone. Like, I love some of the worst episodes of Charmed. Not the PMS werewolves one. That's, that's not as fun as the premise makes it sound. Oh, okay. I know. I told you this off mic, but I need I need our listeners who don't listen to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer, the other podcast, to know this. Um, yeah. Not our other podcast. Right. Buffy the Gilmore Slayer is a podcast where two people who I don't know do a podcast where they do an episode of Buffy and an episode of Gilmore Girls every week, and I, I enjoy listening to that podcast. Mm -hmm. And then they do a segment called Meanwhile Uncharmed, where they do these like joking recaps of Charmed based just on the IMDb summaries. Neither of them has watched the show. And they got to the PMS Werewolves episode, and I feel compelled to tell you that the IMDb description does not indicate that they turn into PMS Werewolves on the Blue Moon, which is what the plot of that episode is. Okay, I know... The, I... the plot that they made up was so much less wild than the actual plot of that episode. I know we say this all the time. We try not to borrow material from Alison Pregler's amazing Charmed videos, which you should watch if you haven't watched. But 
we can't not call it the PMS werewolf episode. I forgot that was from her. That's just what it is. It's the episode where they turn into PMS werewolves. Yeah, I stopped watching those videos when we started doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I I also did because she's so funny and there's so much iconic stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about repeating jokes from that sometimes. Well, you know, I... I... I maintain that the movie Baywatch, the Baywatch movie they did a few years ago, mm-hmm. was a direct response not to the TV show Baywatch, but to her Baywatching series. There were, it felt like there were so many jokes in there that were responding specifically to things she had said in her series about Baywatch. Yes, which you should also watch. Baywatching is genuinely hilarious. Alison Pregler's stuff is amazing. She's on YouTube. You should look her up. Uh. So, I think we have some segments. Uh, yes, much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. We were kind of spoiled last episode, and uh, not so much this episode. We had Nancy O'Dell. Oh, right, Nancy O'Dell. Never mind, Nancy O'Dell. Yeah, Nancy O'Dell. She was an entertainment reporter. I guess she still is an entertainment reporter. I was just quickly seeing if At Home with Nancy O'Dell was a real TV show. Which I should have looked up before, but didn't. <laughs> any any sign of it? Um, I do not see any sign of it. It it might it might have been, but I don't see any sign of it. Uh, the things that she is noted for on her on her Wikipedia page are Access Hollywood, Nashville Star, and Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Oh, also, she played herself in Scream Four. Oh. Huh. Oh, and Scream 2 and 3. Oh. So, yeah. Her playing herself, I guess, is just a thing she does. Oh, she played herself on Hannah Montana. Uh, she does strike me as one of those people. Like, there are real news anchors who actually show up and stuff. Bill O'Reilly was in a Marvel movie. People forget that, but Bill O'Reilly was in a Marvel movie. Purd Hapley, who is an anch- who is which is the character's name on Parks and Rec. And then also he shows up as an news anchor on other tv shows and always blows my mind because it's not playing purred happily but he was a real tv anchor oh i didn't know that he shows up there i saw a giant list of things where he showed up as a tv anchor it's so weird when he's on scandal because i'm just waiting for him to be purred and he's not oh so yeah nancy odell yeah nancy odell that is our, our premonition this week nancy odell uh, the next power in our pack is Time Freeze. What, if anything, specifically dated this episode? Nancy O'Dell! Nancy <laughs> O'Dell. Yeah, that, uh, that is a very time-specific, uh, it's like having a Dr. Laura parody. Oh, God, right? Because, like, Dr. Laura is a media persona who, like, you can tell the exact two years where something came out if they reference her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she, and to be clear, her... Her career is longer than that, but there was two years where she was, like, really in the public eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she was someone you had to pay attention to. Ugh. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were any other time freezes, and I can't think because most of it was, uh... Character stuff. Oh, I was gonna say we were mostly in the ocean. Yes. The unchanging ocean. <laughs> not really. I wouldn't know. I'm not going down there. It's mm. full of horrors. Accurate. Uh, the final power in our pack, telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you? Okay, so nothing moved me when we watched it through the first time, but watching it through again, 
when she puts the photo of her and her mom in the baby book at the very end. Yeah, I can see that. That hit me. Mm. I didn't have telekinesis, but I did have one of our secret powers. I had levitation. What made you rise in the air and go, fuck yeah. I'm sorry. It's hokey as hell. It's kind of dumb. I'll admit it, but I really like Piper's that the best you got. I was going to say the same, to be honest. So, yeah. It is a great line read. It is a it's a it's a really cool moment even if it is kind of a very hokey thing i think we should maintain our praise for holly marie comb as we often do in her acting ability that she featured in both our telekinesis and our levitation levitation because yeah she's just way way better than the scripts have any right to expect also i feel like someone talked to Alyssa milano in between shooting the last episode and this episode because it feels like she used her baby voice a lot less oh yeah hmm like it wasn't gone gone but it was really bad last episode yeah last episode when she first turned into a mermaid it was like she thought mermaids talked exclusively in baby voice yeah maybe she just realized she couldn't keep that up for a whole episode where she was a mermaid the whole episode yet Oof. So I think that does it for this week. Yeah, that'll about do it. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of our supporters, head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines, or email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollow Manor. <laughs>